Irish. I'm Ella Rundle, and today I'm here with Lizbeth and Andy. And today we're going to be talking about the story Sonny's Blues. It's about a the narrator is a algebra teacher in Harlem, and his brother is named Sonny, and he just he's been hearing news about how his brother was arrested for drug use and selling drugs, and the whole story is them trying to like rekindle their relationship and live their lives again. Mm -hmm. So the fact that the story is set in Harlem is, I'd say, pretty integral to the story. So what kind of like cultural impacts of the story, like what do you think those are and how do you think they relate to the story? Well, um, a cultural impact that like I noticed in the story was like when the dad, um, like the whole dad and brother thing, like when his brother was like ran over and stuff and like afterwards he was like seeing like white people as like the people that like killed his brother. Yeah. He like saw and him as a threat. Yeah. Uh, I see it in, uh, we see that a big part of uh, this time is uh, jazz and blues music, which is considered to be the rap of our time where it would rot your brain and make you act all rambunctious and whatnot. So then we see with Sonny being a musician, it makes him look bummy and even worse. And yeah. being an ex-addict uh, does not help him out. He became a jazz musician before he was an addict. But yeah, the whole Harlem Renaissance was going on during this time. And like Andy said, it was kind of like rap music today where it's seen as like, dirty and if you listen to it you're like unclean or you have something like wrong with you I guess and when Sonny like says that he wants to be a jazz musician it really freaks out the narrator and the narrator is the common like view so the fact that jazz is unpopular and like seen as lesser Mm -hmm. was like a common view of the time, which just reflects badly upon Sonny. What do you guys think is the tone of the story? Like, how do you think it... Like, how do you think that the underlying tone reflects on the story? Well, it's a rather dark and somber story, and the tone just sort of makes you feel all sad and hopeless and the uh, sort of like how they end up feeling you know, in Harlem, how they feel trapped in Harlem and, and <sighs> whatnot. Um, yeah, the story's like really dim. The, the people in Harlem really seem to be like, they feel trapped there and they're hopeless in their situation. And every like joyful experience that they have in the story feels like it's really short lived and then this like misery that people have in this place hangs around any happiness that any of the occupants have and like it's not even just that everyone there is sad it's just that the place itself is like leeching this sorrow from it and it's been wearing down everyone that grows up there and so everyone there kind of has this life where they're either miserable or they're 
they live a life like steeped in this like mundane kind of sorrow Mm -hmm. and like misery um i thought that it was like uh really like depressing throughout the uh story because it was just like talking about like so many things and like um like his brother and like what he he was doing and like um not like what he was doing but like what happened to like them personally yeah it was more like his overall story kind of reflected on the situation in Harlem. Like, life experiences. Exactly. Um, And this whole story has had this, like, motif of light and darkness. What do you think the darkness is? Like, what Obviously, it's not just, like, a literal, like, everything is dark. Yeah. But it... It's some kind of... Meaning. Yeah, there's, like, a meaning, there's, like, a metaphor here. What do you think it is? Like, what do you think that the darkness represents? Well, like, when they, when I, like, first, like, when they first mentioned it, Mm -hmm. um, I thought it was, like, talking about how, like, um, the brothers, like, Sonny's addiction, because it was talking about how, like, the kid doesn't know what's, like, in the darkness. It's, like, they're, like, um, unknown to that, because they're children. Yeah. Yeah. Andy, what about you? Uh... I feel like the darkness might represent all the uh, all the messed up problems and things that African Americans have to go through on a daily basis in America. Yeah, I mean, I kind of said something similar to that in that the the darkness in the story really represents like the pain and sorrow that those in Harlem face. And I feel like the whole story is struggling to escape this darkness. And I think that some people do that by they leave Harlem for good and they escape. And other people try and block it out by living a life that's really safe, kinda. It's like either they have a safe life where they have a boring job and they just use it to get by day to day or they kind of turn to drugs and music and all those things that people say are wrong. And so I think that that's why all the characters seem unhappy regardless of their life. Like, even the successful algebra teacher is just as miserable as the ex-drug addict. Like, I feel like the darkness is just, like, this pain that overwhelms, like, everyone, I guess. Mm -hmm. So... For our conspiracy theory today, I thought we'd do something a little topical, considering everyone at the school currently is talking about coronavirus. And it's not like, I mean, coronavirus isn't really the right word for it, but um, there's this theory that I've heard going around that it's man-made, and that it was like made in a lab by like genetically engineering a disease, and then it was spread out to become like some huge plague. Yeah. Do you think it was man-made, or do you think it's just, like, an evolution disease, you know? Well, like, personally, like, I feel like I could see the benefits of it being man-made, because, like, the money that people, like, with, like, mass companies, like, like, the money they're making. You can see why somebody would make a disease. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's just not man-made. I don't think it's man-made either. I mean, there's not really much evidence for it. If you look it up, I mean, it's not like there would be much evidence for finding out what, how it would be man-made, mm-hmm. but I don't think it is, and I think that, um, 
I do think it was just evolved. It started with animals and then it jumped to humans. Yeah, definitely. And technically, coronavirus isn't the right name for it because... It's like COVID-19, right? Uh, it's... What was it? I'm trying to remember what it was. It was COVID-19. Yeah, COVID-19. Which, because corona is... Coronaviruses are just groups of viruses. Yeah. And COVID-19 is the one that just started to outbreak this year. I don't think it's man-made. I think it it just jumped. It had the evolutionary leap from animals to humans. So, I mean, so you know how, like, they were saying that this, it came back? So that means coronavirus, like, was never actually gone. No, it's, it's just that it, it's become more, like spread around recently in Uh media and also in, you know, the virus itself. But it's just that there's this, like, mass hysteria about it. It's not that deadly. It's just... There's no way it wasn't man-made. You you think it was man-made? Yeah, I think it's man-made. There's no way we got that from eating bats. We've been doing that for all of history. We got Ebola from bats. No, we got Ebola. Wait, we did? Yes. You see... See, then why do they keep eating bats? You thought, you'd think they'd stop after they ate one bat and they got Ebola. That was a big thing for a while. You'd think that Everyone people would stop eating... Travel. You'd think that... It seems pe- that when you eat bats, you suddenly want to travel when you contract a disease. But, anyway... It, you know, you'd wait, think I, people would stop smoking cigarettes when they realized they had lung cancer, Andy. People don't, like, immediately stop doing things just because there's a small threat of something. Yeah, but there's a benefit to, like... There is not a benefit to smoking cigarettes, Andy. I have a okay, so like. And there's a benefit to eating bats. Sure, it tastes good. Who knows? With like this whole coronavirus thing, I have my own theory. Like, I didn't think like somebody made it in lab. Um. So do you guys know um Stephen Hawking? Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Yeah. So like before he died, he said that something bad was gonna happen. Did he? Yeah, they were, like, saying that, like, he predicted that something bad was going to happen. And, um, I feel like maybe this is what he was talking about. Hmm. I'm not sure about that. I think most of his... I think that the Stephen Hawking, like, prediction was more about, you know, global warming and stuff like that. I don't think it was about some random disease. I mean, we've been knowing about that for years. And we've done nothing. Exactly. So, I don't this know. This is the end times. First comes pestilence, the coronavirus. I think you might be exaggerating a tad there, Andy. The end is nigh. It is not. 